What is up my pardon my pancreas listeners and watchers today for legal reasons I am telling you that this is not medical advice and every episode I've ever made, every episode I will ever make is probably not medical advice, okay? So now that that's out of the way, I'm not a doctor, right? Let's jump into it. Today I want to talk to you guys about pre-bolusing, i.e. taking your insulin before you take your first bite. Let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, guys, so today I want to start with a story about my lunch. You're like, what? Your lunch? That can't be exciting. Let me tell you why it's exciting. I ended up in the 50s, and it was my own fault. What? I know. It's crazy. So here's the thing. I ended up in the 50s, and I didn't do anything about it. Is that wise? To see that you're dropping in the 50s and not do anything about it. It was, and I'll tell you why. So uh, I had some... Pretty stellar blood sugars today, not gonna lie. I mean, it was 90s and low 100s the whole morning. It was fantastic. Breakfast went great. Get to the lunch period of time of my day and uh, cruising at 93. I'm like, yes, this is what I like to see. And I go to have my lunch. I make my lunch, I plan it all out, I start prepping stuff, I bolus while I'm prepping, right? Make sure that by the time I finish, I can eat. Like, Matt, I might not be familiar with this. What is why would you pull this before you're done making your food, right? And some of you are like, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm nodding my head yes, I know what this means. But listen up, you'll get something out of this too, don't worry. A pre-bolus is exactly what it sounds like, pre-bolus. You're taking your bolus pre-meal, okay? So this is going to differ across the board, by the way. This is not a one-size-fits-all thing. But typically, you want to take your insulin uh, before you take your first bite. The reason being is we want to actually pair up our insulin and our food absorption at the same time so that they, they can work together to deliver the glucose into your liver, your muscle, your fat, wherever it's going, right? But you want to pair it up so that blood sugars stay relatively stable. So what that looks like in a real world situation is somebody like myself would take their insulin 10, maybe 15 minutes before they take their first bite because you're kind of giving your insulin a head start, right? And by doing this, the insulin typically starts working in about 15 minutes after you inject it, uh, or bolus if you're on a pump, right? Uh, and then you take your first bite, because food absorbs pretty quickly, especially if it's a carbohydrate, right? Uh, then the insulin and the food are going to be pairing up and working together nicely, they're going to get along. But, here's the thing, when you don't pre-bolus, i.e. if you take your insulin at the same time you take your first bite, or if you take your insulin after you've finished your meal, which I've had a few clients let me know that that's actually what their doctors recommended, um, and we'll get into that later, then you tend to see a bit more of an aggressive spike in blood sugars. Now, if you're not on a CGM, you might not even know this is happening, right? A constant glucose monitor, you might be seeing your, your pre-meal blood sugar at 120, and a couple hours later you have a snack and it's at 140. You're like, what? Whoa! I nailed that, right? I went up 20 points after having a whole snack. This is awesome! When in reality, what you might not have seen is that it went from 120 
to 250 back down to 140, right? Not ideal. We want to spend more time in that middle range between 70 and 180, according to the American Diabetes Association. So how do we do that? Well, we try and pair the insulin with the meal. Okay. Now this is going to change, and I'm not going to get into this one too deep because this is this is in depth. This is what our program goes into, but it's going to change depending upon the macronutrient composition of your meal. In other words, is it heavy in carbs? Is it heavy in fats? Is it heavy in proteins? What's that look like, right? That's going to shift your prebolus amount as well as your unique insulin resistance or sensitivity. So for most people, a prebolus looks like taking insulin about 10 to 15 minutes before your meal and then eating your meal and enjoying the heck out of it, right? Now, what happened at lunch today was a little unplanned, a little bit of an accident, okay? I took my insulin and I planned for me to take it 20 minutes before I took my first bite. Some of you are like, Matt, you're insane. Are you crazy? No, not at all. It's because I have a structure of my day. I know that my afternoon looks like this computer and these paperworks, right? I'm going to be sitting at a desk all day. So it's okay if I hover between 80 and 100 for the rest of the day. That's what I was planning for. Had I planned to go for a hike, I might have had a different strategy, right? A little bit less of a pre-bolus, maybe even subtract some bolus. There's different strategies we can use, but back to the pre-bolus. I was planning on pre-bolusing about 20 minutes and then have my meal. Now, what happens to most of us? At some point in our diabetic lives, we forget. Time kind of slips away. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, likely. Uh, I let time slip by, and I noticed about 25 minutes after I'd injected that I hadn't taken my first bite yet. I was like, oh no! I quick sat down, started eating my meal, ate pretty quickly, and uh, wrapped it up by, I think it was like 35 minutes after I bolus. I ate my entire meal in 10 minutes, which I don't recommend. Uh, you, you should eat slower than that, make sure you enjoy the food instead of just gobbling it up. But what happened? The insulin got too much of a head start before I got my carbohydrates in. As a result, my blood sugar started dropping pretty quickly. I told you, I mentioned that I started at 93, right? I was stable at 93, blood sugars were looking great all morning. They didn't look great for much longer, okay? Because the insulin had a head start and started dropping me before my meal started getting absorbed, I ended up dropping and I was in the 50s. Before you know it, it was like 10 minutes later, it was like, poof, my alarms are going off, my Dexcom, my pump were like, you're gonna die! And I was like, wait. Let's, let's keep our, our calm head on and, and analyze this situation for a quick second, right? What happened? I was stable at 93, so that's that variable is removed. Uh, I took my insulin on time. Wait, no, I didn't. I took it too early, right? The pre-bolus was too strong. At 25 minutes, that insulin had a little bit too much of a head start, caused me to drop before my food was absorbed. However, I did eat all of my food Therefore, can I trust that this is going to come back up without treating? Now, in my unique situation, right, because I have tested and found my blood sugar formula to be true, I know that I can ride this one out. So I went from dropping at 56, it's all gonna be the worst thing ever, to the next reading, a little bit higher, but still dropping, right, 59, it's still beeping like crazy. The next reading, 65, next reading, 72. Next reading, 79 stable. Boom! Nailed it without a juice box. Now what would have happened if I panicked 
and, and treat it and had a whole juice box or two juice boxes because I just noticed that I have all this insulin on board and I'm dropping and I'm low, what am I gonna do? I would have skyrocketed. But instead, you know what, I'm gonna show you guys. Let's do a live look at Matt's blood sugars. Oh, I hope they're looking good. This is gonna be real embarrassing if they're not great. <laughs> instead, da, 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 wait for the app to load. There we go. You can see the drop on my phone, right? And for everybody listening in, hopefully it focuses. There we go. I am at 114 stable. We're, I don't know, three hours past my meal, but you can see there's two little drops. Whoops. There we go. There's two little drops on the CGM graph, and it's because the first one, I went low, right? I pre-bullished too strong, and the second one, because I was doing laundry. <laughs> I was folding clothes and running back and forth in the, the washer and the dryer. Activity immediately after a meal typically will cause the insulin to circulate a bit faster, activate, you gotta watch out for those lows. But my point here is that I knew my pre-bolus was a little bit too strong, but I ate all my food, so I was still gonna be okay. But I want, what I want you to take from this message is that differing your pre-bolus timing, depending on the situation that you're in, can greatly benefit you. It'll stop you from going up to 250, 350, 450 in between meals, and you can have a graph that looks like that. Stay between 90 and 114 the whole time. Massive, massive benefits can be gained through using the proper pre-bolus. Now, if this is all a bit overwhelming, uh, we have, I do a whole training on the pre-bolus and how to isolate basils and bolus and get all those numbers correctly. I'm a numbers guy. I love to analyze blood sugars. Uh, in fact, I, I probably overanalyze <laughs> at some points. But if you guys, if this is over your head and you want more in-depth training on the pre-bolus, bolus, basal, all that great stuff on knowing how much insulin you should actually be taking to stay in range like that, I want you to head over to diabetesinaction.com. It's a free training I did uh, recently, and it's about an hour long. So grab a notepad, turn off distractions. It's got some great info in there. But back to the pre-bolus, okay? Depending on the situation that you are in, you can adjust your pre-bolus. So for me, sitting at home, working on the computer, it's okay if I pre-bolus 15, 20, and as you notice, even 25 minutes, I was still okay, right? Now, if I was gonna go for a hike following my meal, I'm gonna reduce the pre-bolus. I might not pre-bolus, depending on how immediately I'm gonna go do some activity, right? Uh, and there's other strategies I can get into in future episodes where you can actually calculate a reduction in your bolus, your mealtime bolus, to make up for activity and you can give that second bolus later. All these great strategies. It's the same stuff I talk about in that training. I highly recommend going to check that out. It's completely free. Go to diabetesinaction.com to grab that, okay? Uh, but with the pre-bolus, if you are going to be active after your meal, you might not want to pre-bolus as strongly. Right? If you're going to be sedentary, sitting around watching TV or maybe it's an office job and you're working, go for the full pre-bolus. Right? That might actually be beneficial to you. Now, remember, as I said in the beginning, this is not medical advice. So, this, I'm not a doctor. I'm just going to say that out loud as many times as I can. But the pre-bolus timing can impact and will impact your post-meal blood sugars. It can stave off this massive spike it can actually make you go low if you wait too long, like I did today, right? And if you nail it perfectly, you will see more in-range blood sugars. It's inevitable. If you can match up the insulin timing and the absorption of your foods that you're consuming, your meal or your snack, it's going to benefit you. You will see increased time and range. Now, a prime example of not waiting, uh, on Sunday, my wife and I went out for a little 
lunner, I guess you could call it, between lunch and dinner, right? The lunner. Uh, it was an afternoon snack. We went out, had a snack at a restaurant. It was awesome. And uh, I did not pre-bolus enough, okay? <laughs> I only pre-bolus like five minutes. And within 20 minutes, I had an arrow up. I had perfect blood sugars all day until that point. And then, skyrocketed. I sent a picture to my sister, because she's also a type one, right? And uh, we bond over this stuff. I had an arrow up at 179, and I was like, crap, what did I do? And she's like, ah, those will get you. <laughs> we went for a walk, it was fine. I was able to activate the insulin that I had on board. It all turned out great. Highest I went was 184. But that's what happens. I skyrocketed because I did not pre-bolus. Now I came back down into range and I leveled off, I think at 130. So it was good because I had the proper amount of insulin. But even if you're taking the exact amount of insulin that you need to be, and you're not taking it with the proper timing, it's still gonna be a nightmare, okay? Now, as far as isolating how much insulin you should take, again, go to the training. It's way more in depth than I can get here at diabetesinaction.com. But in that training, I go over, you know, how do you isolate bolus insulin? How do you know how much you're supposed to take per meal? Okay, a rough guideline, I'll do this real quick. Rough guideline for how much bolus insulin you should be taking. And uh, this again comes from not a doctor, right? Not medical advice. But the ADA tells us that you wanna aim for a blood sugar below 180 or 10 if you're over in the UK or other parts of the world because you know the US is weird and we have different numbers for everything. But uh, if you're below 180 blood sugar, uh, around the two hour marker, maybe even three, that's a good sign that you took the proper amount of bolus. Now if you're low at any point below that, then you might have too much bolus or you might have pre-bolus too strong, right? And it might have been too long of a pre-bolus uh, timing before your meal. Now. I'm trying to, I don't want to get too deep into these side tangents because this episode is going to go on for hours if I do that. That's like what I do with my clients. Uh, but what I do want you to take home from this message, this episode today, is that you can adjust when you take your insulin depending on the situation you're entering with your meal. Now, most times it's not more complicated than just setting it for 10 minutes. You know, like Take your bolus, prepare your meal, and then eat it versus preparing, then bolusing, then eating, right? Because if you bolus and eat at the same time, you're likely to spike pretty, pretty fast. Now, quick little caveat. I need to mention this because the world is changing around us, which is very exciting. Uh, but with that being said, who knows how long this information is going to be the same as it is today when I am posting this, right? There are different types of insulins available. Some insulins act faster, some insulins act slower you have to be aware of the action time of your insulin. Okay, this is something that I'm teaching my clients right now in our program is different types of insulin will absorb faster, okay? We've got injectable insulin, we've even got an inhalable insulin these days that are rapid acting. You know, they call all of them rapid acting, but they're not all super fast acting. I don't know why they thought they could call it fast acting and you still have to wait to eat. Anyways, <laughs> different types of insulin have different action times, okay? For what I take, Humalog, it's about 15 minutes. So you wait 15 minutes, you eat, you're good. Some insulins, they say to take with the first bite. So be aware of what type of insulin you're taking. Other insulins, they say wait 45 to 60 minutes, okay? Depending on the type of insulin and depending on the situation that you're entering, whether it's activity, a different type of meal, um, adjust your pre-bolus as necessary, okay? The more you're aware of and the more you take action with, 
the better results you'll see. Okay? Knowledge is the first step. You gotta understand what's going on. That's what I'm here for with these podcasts, with these videos. Second step, you gotta implement. You gotta take action. Okay? That's what I guide my clients with in our programs. Third step, you gotta learn how to predict. Okay? This is why I teach the 80-20 blood sugar formula. If we can learn how to predict our blood sugars, the world is yours, my friend. Gets a lot easier, gets a lot less of a headache, and you're able to regain confidence in your life as you gain confidence in your diabetes management. So, understand what's going on, implement the new strategies, okay? This is where you can loop your doctor into if you're not comfortable making changes on your own, and then you can learn how to predict your blood sugars and go about your life. Enjoy it, spend time with the kids, go on an adventure, travel the world. I mean, I'm recording this during COVID, so you can't like travel right now quite yet, but you get the point. Take control of your diabetes so you can take control of your life and live life on your terms. All right, guys, so last reminder, go check out my free recording. It's a free training I did recently uh, at diabetesinaction.com. I go over how I discovered the 80-20 blood sugar formula and how you can implement that as well. And if you stay till the end, there's a fun surprise for you guys, all right? So go check out that free training at diabetesinaction.com. Go ahead and take, take a look at your pre-bolus. See how long you're actually waiting. See what you can do to better control your blood sugars with a small tweak, all right? And loop in your doctors if it makes you more comfortable. I did the first time that I was trying it all out. And remember, nothing said is medical advice because you should do your own research, not just listen to one person on the internet. So have an amazing day. I wish you the stablest of blood sugars. See what you can do with the pre-bolus. Go check out our free training at diabetesinaction.com and keep up the fight.